What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Syndicate. I think this is episode 18. I'm not sure. Episode 18, 19, something like that. I got the young king, the Don, Sebastian Giorgio. My friend, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm doing good, bro. Good to see you as well. It's been a long time. I think it was Los Angeles, first and last time we've seen each other, right? Yeah, that was back in, I think it was back in March. You've been a busy man lately, man. You've been running around the world just like me and doing a lot of things, dude. No, I have no concept of time right now. I, I don't even know what day it is, like half the time. So yeah, super busy, but also traveling a lot. I'm getting ready to pick it up again in in a week. Actually, I'm leaving again. So I have a lot, I have a lot to do this week. Cool. Where are you going? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. I might stop, to, stop by Michigan for a bit, and then I got to come back. And then I have people from Switzerland coming. I have Danny Miranda coming and I have to go. Oh, I have to go to Vegas again in September. So I don't, I don't know. I still have to figure it all out. Yeah. Dude. So we met a while ago and I, like I, like I just said earlier, I don't really have any questions planned for you, but dude, I want to talk about like more. So like, how's life going, man? Cause I know you have a girl now, just like me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do, actually my first question for you is like over the past, like six months, how do you think your maturity has changed? in terms of like women and dating and life and just like lifestyle. Okay. So yeah, dude, I have gotten a lot more mature over the past six months. And I will, I will attribute that to the fact that I have a girl that I'm really serious about. So yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely grown up a bit um, because I genuinely believe I'm going to marry this girl. And I'm, I'm not sure where you fall in, with your values and, and stuff. I think people kind of have a little bit of an idea of my like political beliefs and ideologies and stuff, but I'm uh can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I care. Okay. I'm very much so like the type of guy that wants to get married and have a family and a lot of kids, wants to have like one wife, um, a bunch of descendants like die with that wife. Yeah. So that's my vibe. Um, and I've never had that feeling, even though I've had girlfriends, I've never had the feeling that I genuinely, genuinely want to marry a girl. Like, like I want, yeah, you're the, I want you to be the mother of my kids. Never had that feeling yeah. until now. Finally, I have it for the first time with this girl. It's a, it's a novel feeling for me. So, um, I would say since I've never felt anything like it before, it's changed my mentality a lot. So like before I was making money and like, I was making money for selfish reasons. Like, okay, I want to buy, like, uh, I want to have a Lambo, whatever, an example, <laughs> or like, I want to travel first class to like party on a yacht in Dubai. Um, but now with this feeling in my brain, it's not about me anymore. It's about like uh, the future of my family. The it's like us. Yeah. It's like when I spend money, I'm spending like our money. It's like money that is going to be taken away from like our future, like the house I'm going to build for us, like the kids I'm going to have with her. It's like, so I can't justify like, I don't know, like I can't justify buying expensive stuff as much anymore. Like I can't, like I don't want to work to buy a Lambo. Like I don't care. Now it's about us. So it's it's just changed my mentality a lot, and it's made me make a lot more money like a lot more money because i'm working way harder now because i want to you know be like that instinct is coming out bro that's super interesting you say that because i remember like right after actually right after i saw you two weeks into when i met my now girlfriend like we just like doubled our business overnight like pretty much like and it was like and it i think having somebody that you really care about and like somebody that you're actually serious about is like it's it's a beautiful thing because you you really start to think like okay like it not only does it give you a lot more focus in the things that you want to do but it's like fuck like all right like 
if you see a future with somebody, you're like, damn, like, all right, this is fucking cool. And then you see, like, you kind of have like the whole picture. It's like, I think every guy, and I, I was talking to some friends about this the other day, and we we're at this beach club, and I'm talking about, I think like every guy, especially with the current narrative that like exists on the internet, right? Like, you got to get with a bunch of girls, like, you know, have 50 hoes, whatever. I think it kind of taints the way a lot of guys see women these days. And when I grew up, especially like, you know, we never got really like talking about like kind of childhood, but I had it like pretty rough growing up. And I always wanted like that fantasy, like that fairy tale. And I yeah. think the narrative that is perpetuated now, especially online and especially like in the space we're in, it's very interesting. And it starts to warp your mind a little bit to where maybe now you don't necessarily want the, the fairy tale and you want your new version of it, but I'm super happy. And, and honestly, man, it, like I'm living the dream. And I think, you know, you are, you are as well. And the things you're working on and the things you're doing, like, and that, and I think that's what it's about personally. And yeah. as they, they try to fill a void that necessarily not, you can't necessarily be filled by a bunch of girls and a bunch of, of different people all the time, because it's like an energy exchange and it kind of starts to fuck with your soul. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So I think, okay, first of all, if we're talking about the dudes that just go and hook up with a bunch of girls, like the dudes that are like conquer the cities and bang the hot chicks or whatever, like if you're talking about those, dudes, if you're constantly banging random chicks, that's, that's like, that's very depressing. That's very like, it's one thing to just bang random chicks that you find at the club. It's another thing to have like three or four girlfriends that are in love with you that you love. And then like, you know, put those girls on rotation. That's a whole nother thing. Um, but to just like, um, mindlessly bang random girls that you're not like even that you don't care about i i've never understood that never been able to do that and i yeah i'm, I'm glad i never did that i think that the, the the reason most men want to have like that fantasy phase where they're like getting all the attention from the girls have a bunch of chicks i think it's just because they want to prove that they can because every man wants to be the man that like has all the chicks and i think they just want to prove that to themselves and that's what happens like yeah ultimately it comes from a place of insecurity a little bit because you want to prove that you can do it and so that's what you're that's why you're trying to do it it's not like you actually you know want to do it. it's just something that you're trying to prove to yourself um exactly. but yeah that that first one where it's just random people that's super empty like that's such an empty thing to do but if you have like a couple people that are in love with you which is really hard to find um this is kind of like more how i guess tate operates but um i i think that's like better but even then like that's not my vibe at all you know what i mean yeah i think it is i think it is glorified um and you're you're tapping into the the instinct of men to want to be with chick so it's like it's easy to to promote that narrative that agenda and like to get inside guys uh in, inside their heads um but yeah i don't think it's right i don't think it's right at all i don't think it'll leave you like better off if you if you do that or if you don't i mean maybe as a guy you want to have some sort of experience under your belt. Like, you know, maybe you want to know what it feels like so that you don't live your life, like wondering what it was like, if like when you were young, cause obviously you have the chance now, you're never going to have it once you grow old. Um, so I don't know, I can't speak cause I'm only 23. So. I mean, dude, you're very mature. See, I just turned 25 a couple months ago, dude. And I'm like, whoa, like this is, I feel like a grandfather now, but you're very mature. Like you're like, you're like, you know, we only had like two days to hang out, but bro, you're a good dude. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm an old soul. For yeah. sure. It's it's because of the it's because of the life experience. And like I think the more you condense and any any kind of because I have a lot of like younger guys, of course, listening to this, especially from Twitter. And I think the more experience that you condense into the early 
years of your life, the older yeah. you feel, even if you still exactly. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of people. It's I ask for people's advice a lot, like older people's advice, because I'm just curious. But I think that um, it, it's not so much about your age. It's just definitely about your experience, because people that are 23, they're just getting out of college and getting a job. Like I've already lived more life than 50 year olds. Like I've already made more money than them, traveled more than them, like had more experience than them, like experience in, in all regards. And so it's like I've had a lot of experiences compared to these people. So, yeah, you're right. It, it is it is condensed and it does mature you. Uh, and then also that with the fact of like growing up in a, in a very unfortunate, like poor environment. And then now being in like the other end of the spectrum. I grew up here and then I now I'm here like for my age. So it's like that also provides a lot of perspective. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say so. It's just a lot of experience. Now, let me ask you this, like where you're at now, obviously, quite a successful individual, young dude, good looking. Who do you look to for advice these days? Because I feel like at a certain point, the reason I ask that is because I feel like at a certain point when like you, you have to start tuning out the things that people tell you because they are either jealous or they envy you. So like, who do you, who do you ask? Like, if you need advice, like, do you call, do you call your mom? Do you call like, who do you, like, who do you talk to for advice to talk to your boys? Like, call Brett or like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, I talk to my friends. It's hard. It depends on the advice, right? Like what I'm yeah. looking for. And also like, yeah, you, you got to be careful who you get advice from. I was, I was saying, just said this the other day, people's advice and why I don't listen to it most of the time, if it's a stranger is because everyone's advice is very, very heavily biased by the life experience that they've had in their own life. So yeah. I could have one piece of advice and then somebody else could give me the exact opposite piece of advice. And to them, it could both be the best advice because it's to them and they've had different life experiences. And they'll tell me that advice and be like, just listen to me, trust me. But like my life experience is complete, completely different than theirs. Somebody will tell me, don't get married young. Don't get married young. And then somebody would be like, dude, get married young, get married young. Like you're going to love it so much. It's opposite advice but they've had different experiences. So I don't listen to people because my life is my own and I make my own decisions. And I've, um, I've been, I've proven to myself that I'm competent to get myself through life. So it's like, I'm just going to take one step in front of the other and figure things out as I go. So I, I take advice with a grain of salt, like from every single person on this planet, it doesn't matter who they are. Like any, any, it doesn't matter who they are. Like the advice you give me just a tiny, I just like, you know, just a little bit, um, because it's my life and I want to experience it myself. So that's, that's awesome. You know, I kind of feel like, right. you know, especially in, in your position and, and obviously in my position as well, because like, you know, you have a, a significantly bigger following than I do, but a lot of people will like come to us for advice. So I feel like sometimes it's like, you got to kind of pay the cost to be the boss, if that makes sense. Because when everyone, and, and sometimes it can kind of feel a bit isolating as well, because if you don't necessarily have like that, you know, group of people that you rely on. I think that's why, you know, close friends are so important, but when everyone kind of comes to you for advice, I think, you know, even me, like sometimes you can kind of think, you know, everything. Right. And the beauty about life is that it's a feeling process and that we never, we never fully understand, like, you don't know what you don't know. And like a lot of the time when things are going well for you, or you feel a certain type of way, for, like about something or your advice usually works and you've gotten to a certain point, uh, sometimes it doesn't necessarily serve you anymore. And I think it's an interesting dilemma because a lot of people they play and where I'm going with this is a lot of people, they play caricatures of themselves online. Mm -hmm. And I think people 
a lot of the time, especially impressionable kids or impressionable people, you know, you can be 40 and be impressionable. They kind of fail to discern the, the nuance of how people got where they are, right? And your advice to somebody or my advice to somebody might not work for them in their current situation. And I think, you know, it's, it's important to follow people who you aspire to be like or inspirations. And at the end of the day, like you have to always self-reflect and figure out where you are in your own situation, what is actually going to work for you, right? Yeah. The, the thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give wisdom, not advice, because advice is don't, don't buy a fast car. That's advice. Wisdom is don't speed in roads that have high density populations. Don't speed on, on, on you know, close roads in the city. Wisdom is, is that because you can speed and you can be fine. You can have fun if you're doing it properly, like if you're doing it in the back country or whatever, but, and you, you could still buy a car and have fun, but that's the difference. Uh, wisdom is applicable to everybody. Everybody could use wisdom. Not everybody could use advice. Advice is more um, like accurate towards like one specific situation. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I listen to wisdom, not advice. That's an incredible point. So let me change the focus of the conversation. Cause when we were in LA, I remember I asked you a question and you said something, I think with and it was the most convicted thing I've ever heard somebody say. And, and I, I, remember, right. I remember you said this to me and it was so slick and it was just like in conversation. I don't even know if you remember the conversation, but we were at, we were at uh, a fight and I was like, you know, and we were talking about like confidence or something really quickly. And you were like, and you just said, you were like, yeah, I know for a fact, if I lost all again, I'd be a millionaire again in six months. And I was like, and I, and I remember I looked at you, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is smooth. <laughs> That's what I thought. And it was like, it was honestly like one of the, cause you hear like a lot of people, like a lot of people talk shit and it was just the way you said it because I talk like, obviously, you know, we talk to a lot of people and you can kind of tell if people are like going to be like real or like about it. And I was just like, yo, this motherfucker's about it. And like, <laughs> made me, like, and I had like a, an impression of you before I met you because like, obviously like you, you kind of see Twitter. And I remember watching like some of your early YouTube videos, like not like religiously, just like a couple of them, like on like drop shipping and like, I think it was like I made sixteen thousand dollars in a day or something like that. But I remember okay. that I'm like, yo, this. I said, yo, this dude is about it. Mm -hmm. and it was that dominant mentality. And let me ask you this: so I, I don't know, do people do people usually ask you about your mentality or anything what like do you mean by that? My mentality, like, because like, I think you're, and where I'm going is like, I really think you're one of the figureheads where I think people can learn a lot from in terms okay. of how do how dominant you've become because you have an interesting story, right? And mm -hmm. when do you think, was it the, was do you think it was like the the success in business that that made you start to have that, that like, I'm the fucking man mentality? Not that you do, but like that that inner confidence or do you, or do you think it was like stuff like training jujitsu? Um, okay, so I, I do think I'm, I'm the man, by the way. 100%, um, I think I'm the man. Um, and it came from, a combination of different things over time. It came from constantly proving to myself that I'm able to succeed, even, even through tough times. It came through um, because every single person fails. And I thought that I was the only like failure when I would fail. I'd be like, dude, like everyone else is doing so well and yeah. I'm just failing. Uh, always pushing through those and never giving up. It came through training jujitsu, which overall just like, it's so hard to describe. Like it just like calmed me down as a person. Like I would just, I would just like be like more relaxed. And I didn't even train for very, very long. I've been very inconsistent recently. But I can only imagine like people that go in the cage and have like fifty fights or fifty yeah. matches or whatever. Like bro, like they're 
those people are not afraid of anything in the real world. Like, like they've been in a freaking cage where someone's trying to kill them. So when, when you experience that, like when you fight other people and then, you know, there's a little altercation, like a little verbiage, like at a bar or something like that. It's like, you don't give a shit. Like, cause you, all, you fight men all day. It's like, I don't give a shit about what you said at the bar, like whatever. So you're just a lot more calm. So it came from that a little bit. Um, and then I don't know. I just, I got a, a lot of attention from girls. And then so that any, anything in abundance, like once, once you have it, like you kind of know how to control it more. Um, and that was all like six months ago. So like everything just took off. It was right after I broke up with my ex. Like I started making a lot of money. I learned how to fight and it, it like made me feel better about myself. I was constantly winning and I got a lot of attention from girls and everything. I was just like, you know, all right, life's good. Like, <laughs> so do you think fighting humbled you a bit? Because yeah, when you're constantly- I got tapped out by a girl the first time I went in that was younger than me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? So I was like, yeah, that definitely humbled me. Because every every dude likes to think, I don't know why, bro. Okay, fighting, just like running a business, is a skill. Okay, it's like things that you, in order to run a business efficiently, there's a lot of things that you need to know how to run. And as you do it for longer and longer and longer, you become better at it. That's a skill, right? So like if I run a business for 20 years and I grow multiple businesses, et cetera, and then I go to somebody that's been in business for two years, immediately I could be like, yeah, you guys are doing this okay. This is wrong. This is wrong. You should do this. It's a skill. Same thing with fighting. If I fight for 20 years, I'm going to have the strategy like, you know, wired in my brain and I'm just going to be better at somebody that, that better than somebody that's been doing it for a couple of years. Um, so they're just skills that you learn over time and yeah, you just have to get better at them. There's a reason I said skills. I forgot what you asked me. Oh, I, well, where I was going with it was, I wanted to say like, did fighting humble you? Cause I feel like when you're constantly winning, it's, it's very easy to get an ego, right? Very easy to like, just genuinely like be so wrapped up in your own world. And like, I, dude, I experience this sometimes. Like you, you get so wrapped up in your own world and you're like constantly winning and everything's going great. You just like, yeah. you're, you become, I think, so out of touch with reality to yeah. a certain that like you need to have people check you or people humble you or like be humbled in some sort of way just to kind of ground yourself in that, in that realm, like back and get in touch with reality again. Yeah. I go through those phases constantly. So not constantly, but I'm, I'm going through them all the time where I'm winning, 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 winning. And like, I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like, how is this even possible? And then I come down, I'm like, I have a bad day or like a bad week where I have a bad mentality. And then I kind of correct and come back up. So that's, that's a natural process for me as well. Absolutely. And I do want to make a comment on, you said, I, I, I said, I think I'm the man. I do think I know I'm the man, like I know I am. But at the same time, I I simultaneously hold the belief that I'm not shit. And I, I hold both of those beliefs at an equal level in my brain constantly. Like I think I'm the man and I also think I ain't shit at the same exact time. So I, I think that's a recipe for success, actually. So I have the same thing. Like, and it, and it's and it's really I'm in a super interesting position as well because I, I like I know people like you. I know I know guys who are making way like you know in terms of money and all that shit. Like you know people who are making way more money, but like they, we all kind of have a very similar mentality. And it's like there's there's so many more mountains to climb. And there's so much bigger stuff to achieve and and things. Oh, yeah. to do. But also, we all can sit in a room and we all know like we have like there's like I think especially there's just a mutual respect for for every, like everyone at the, the metaphorical table, right? Because we Absolutely. all have similar beliefs. So. Let me ask you this so like what's up with the house man <laughs> it's going good i mean we're building it it's uh it's moving slowly but surely so i don't know what i'm gonna do i might live there for a bit i might keep it there's a lot of variables at play that will change the outcome of what i do with that house so it's like i could either have this get serious about this girl and like 
move to Italy with her. Like that's an option. I'll sell the house. I could keep the house. Like if the market consolidates and if the market goes down and I don't get what I want for it, then I'll keep it and I'll rent it out. Like if the market comes back up and the, you know, the, the music continues for a couple more years, I'll probably sell it and do something else. Like, I don't know. So we'll see. I'm just going to build it and then figure it out. Is that, is that taking up a lot of your time right now? No, no, not at all. Um, that was, that's taking up the least amount of time. Really? Yeah. Cause I know you, uh, I saw on Twitter, you've made a giant shifty to, just upping the, the production quality on the YouTube videos and your stuff looks great. I think I texted you about it like a month ago, but like it, it looks great because a lot of people, I feel like when they get into like big projects, especially like passion projects, right? Like the like the house is going to be like a compound and it's going to, it's like a, a super passion project for you. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like when they, when they do that, they will spend a bunch of unnecessary money and, and it also takes up and eats up a lot of their time and it, and it can start to take away from their business. So like, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, um, the, the, I have a general contractor and they're basically, I worked with the architect in this like a uh, year and a half ago and we figured out exactly what it was going to look like in terms of the interior design of the house. I was going to completely do everything by myself with my friends. Yeah. And like that's like cabinet design, like lighting design floors, like all of that tile, all that work showers, how it's going to be done. That would have taken me a lot of time and I'm, I have no education and in interior design. Um, and I, I do have a good eye. Like I do know what I like and what I think looks really good. So I'd have like images and inspiration saved and stuff. And I was going to put it all together and talk to the cabinet guy and talk to this guy and talk to that guy and figure it out. And that would have taken a lot of time. But I, I was like, you know what, dude, screw this. Like I'm, I'm going to find an interior design agency that can do like a dark, edgy, like Toka Madera, modern contemporary vibe. And uh, I'm going to just go to them and, and pay them and like work with them. And so I did that. And yeah, I didn't want to pay it because it's expensive. It was like forty thousand dollars for an interior design agency. But I, uh, I, I talked to them, and um, you know, they hooked it up because I'm gonna, I'm gonna help them grow on their business and social media and stuff like that, and promote them and stuff. So I hooked them up, and now they're just taking care of everything. So that would have taken a lot of time away from like YouTube and stuff. But it would be absolutely moronic of me to stop spending time on YouTube and agency because YouTube and agency are like the two powerhouses of money for cash flow, yeah. and they're they're both like they're growing right now. So I don't want to stop. I don't want to put the brakes. Yeah, I've yeah, it. it's it's not. I don't want to put the brakes because that's that's just uh, making all the money. So because you took a lot of time from away from YouTube, right? Yeah, I did. I've I've taken two breaks. One of them was like nine months long. So yeah, how come? Just because I felt a lack of privacy, and I always wanted to outperform myself on YouTube. Um, and I was a little bit like it was, I was more immature, but I realized now I don't have to be so revealing about my life on youtube like because before my content was drop shipping how i made this much money how i made this much money oh like i would always have to win if you don't win nobody's gonna watch like the channel like they're not gonna like it you know you don't want to post like hey i lost 700 dollars on this store here's a video like no one cares about you losing money they want to see you making money so um i just realized and now it's possible because my content has really switched like i make videos about recessions now like i'm, I'm yeah. making a video about my transformation in fitness and I've, I'm just like getting more into like general finance and that niche of content does not require me to like reveal personal details about my life, um, which I do not want to do. So like, yeah, I'm just trying to stay away from that. So I don't get that feeling anymore. That's actually, and, and that actually led was is leading into my next question was like, you know, because you were not necessarily niche, right? Because drop, drop shipping and e-commerce, it was a, it was a huge niche, especially I remember like back when it first started, like 2017, 2018, like, especially with YouTube, 
And so it's interesting. So the mass market strategy couples with and integrates with your goal of not being so revealing about your personal life. Mm -hmm. Cool. And yeah. I, I think you're you're very good at doing this. And I also, this is what I, I've come to do on Twitter and a lot of people who have like watched my shit know it's like, I see especially social media, right? Like as a giant flywheel because it's exactly what it is. And the more things that you talk about and the more concepts that you cover and the more concepts that you're an expert in, the more you can capture people from different demographics, which I truly believe is the probably the best strategy to go mass market and, and mm -hmm. just completely expand the influence of, of exactly what you're doing. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you're making, so you're, you're focusing on what finance, uh, fitness now, what else, what else are you, are you thinking of? Like what, what ideas are in the pipeline? So yeah, finance for sure. Bread and butter, um, fitness now, and then also just like masculinity and then also like religion. So my place, I want my YouTube channel to be like the one stop shop for a man that's lost to like find himself, you know, like, and I, I want to bring all, all sorts of people onto my channel as well. And just like, I just want it to be a library, like a video library that somebody could go into and just become the absolute best version of themselves. And I don't want to, I don't want to do it in a way that maximizes revenue for me either. Like uh, there are some YouTubers that I know that are popular and I won't say their names, but um, they just post so many videos and it's the same videos over and over again. And they're yeah. making a lot of money. Like I can't, I can't hate on that, but I think I want to leave more of a little bit of a legacy behind where it's like each of my videos are impactful and memorable. Each of them are a little bit different and important. Um, so I want to do that, but I just want to be like, I don't know, like the, 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 the channel of knowledge for men to go from being a boy to being a man, like, let's get you rich. Let's get you jacked. Let's get you in the right mentality. Um, you know, let's promote good ideas, strong family, you know, one wife, like, and forgo that and sacrifice that and, and so that you can have your family and, and leave something behind, like just good, good values. That's kind of where I'm trying to go. I like that because I, I don't necessarily think that exists in terms of and the reason why I don't think it necessarily exists in the way that you're going to do it is because everyone's trying to sell something, right? And I think when you have the creative freedom, obviously, you know, YouTube is a, you just said, like YouTube is a bulk of, of the cash flow and the, and the grant vision, right? But when it's not always perpetually forcing a product down your throat or like some some men's hair loss product or whatever whatever a lot of people are doing, I think it allows you to have more creative control and you're, you're less censored because you're not trying to chase things like a bunch of brand deals or like every single thing has to be a brand deal for some sort of product. And, and I think it gives you a lot more creative control, which allows you to be a lot more uncensored and then leave behind a body of work that was unfiltered in the way you think. And then you can also speak your mind more. I think that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I always want to do that. I don't ever want to be censored to what I'm saying. I always want to speak my mind. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I'm kind of like going viral on TikTok. People are like taking videos of the podcast from me and Iman and they're criticizing me for really? saying fat people take care of themselves and that it's not a good thing to be fat. And then now there's another video that's surfacing saying like, I don't want, I don't think girls should dress provocatively. Um, if they're in a serious relationship, I think that they should have respect for their man um, and not like um, expose themselves. Like I, 
th these are my opinions. So I'm just, I'm sharing them with the world. And in reality, like I, I'm, I'm opening up myself for criticism. I understand that. But at the same time, like it's none of your business, the opinions that I have, like it's my, um, it's just my political views. It's like, that's like, I, I, that's what I believe. So it's like, I don't care what you say. That's just what I believe. And, and I also um, think you're right. Yeah, no, I am right, <laughs> but right. that's fine. They're going to be mad, um, <laughs> but that's fine. Whatever. Um, it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny to see people come after me and they're like, people, people would be like, this dude is such a loser. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> like, bro, like I'm good. Like my life's good, bro. Don't even, don't even trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to censor myself and, um, I don't, I, I don't ever want to get to that point, but um, in terms of selling stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to be like the person that has like 10 courses to sell either. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately I'm, I'm in an area with a high CPM. So the ad revenue is nice. And, um, I have some pretty good affiliate, uh, setups. So I make some pretty good money from that. And I do do brand deals, but my brand deals will be, um, from, from things that can actually benefit my audience, like, uh, trading crypto on FTX. Like that's just a win-win and that's able to, you know, I don't have to like really make anything, but I was thinking about creating a course. So actually I am making a course, but it's going to be free. So disclaimer, I mean, or whatever, like surprise, I'm, I'm building a course with a friend of mine who does TikTok, TikTok dropshipping. And the mm -hmm. course is not is that designed a to give everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, so we're working on something LA, together. Right? I'm, mm -hmm, yeah. He lives in LA. Yeah. It's not designed to give everything to get you to 30k a day it's designed to get you to like 1k a day let's start there you know let's not let's not overwhelm you um and and i'm going to be talking about mindset i just have a couple of videos in there but really my job is just to promote it and get as many people in it the course is completely free so like that that's one thing and then in the future when i get to like let's say 800 900 000 subs or a million subs i want to make a, a how to start a youtube channel course because obviously it's the youtube channel is just like one seed that you plant that does not stop growing. Like it's just a tree that grows into something bigger than you could even so much, so much, so much fruit from this one tiny seed. You can't even harvest it. Like you can't, it's, it's literally impossible to like capture all of the opportunities that I've gotten from YouTube. It's insane. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a very valuable thing uh, that people should do um, that people could do. It's just another business that they could start. And I would, I could see myself making a course on that, but yeah, I couldn't see myself charging very much for it. That's cool. In the future. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I like courses, but I'm not married to them. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. if you're, especially with like, they have such like a negative stigma, negative connotation. And like, I think it's always great to build an incredible product and undercharge for it. If you are going to charge for it. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's always about the product. Like if you can create something that's an incredible product, then if you build it, they will come, you know, especially if you have the yeah. distribution of which, which exists on social media. So it's awesome, man. Some reason it's like, I don't know why that's weird. Um, it's uh, like saying like time constraint or something, but I think it might be a good place to wrap it. Bro. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I just genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I just want to uh, make people like, I want to inspire as many people as possible I want to make people as happy as possible. And I just want to like, when they think of me, I just want it to be such a good taste in their head. They're just like, that dude really helped me out. Like, I like that guy. That's yeah. like all I'm really trying to do. Like for money is one thing, but like, I'm going to make money like with real estate now. Like if I were to go blank on everything in 10 years, I'd still be worth a hundred million. 
Like, even if I didn't have any social media, any businesses, any courses, any YouTube, any, anything like it still happened. Like that ball has already started rolling and it's, it's, there's nothing that can stop it. So it's like now at this point, the reason I'm doing YouTube is just to, to collect the cash, to inspire, to, to increase the um, efficiency at which that, you know, that rate happens yeah. um, and just to like be a light. And I know that sounds a little bit like, um, like I have like, a, I don't even know, like I'm on some sort of high horse or something like that. It's really not that at all. Like, like I said before, I I don't think I'm shit, but at the same time, I know that I'm shit. So it's like, I just want, I'm just in between that. Like, I just want to help people. So. Yeah, bro. I'm like, dude, you know, a lot of things about a lot of things and you have, you're definitely in the position to inspire so many people, man. Like at the end of the day, I think people can take a lot from you and you're also like incredibly humble as a guy. You know, like, and we finally we found out like a little bit. I'm sure we'll we'll see each other again, hopefully soon. Man, I don't know when I'm going to be back in America, but like, you know, I think that if there's going to be a person that people can learn from and, and somebody to do that, I think you're in a great position to do it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Very kind okay. words. For real, like, so I think that's a great place to wrap it, bro. I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you're a busy man these days. And I actually think, you know, this is this is probably my shortest episode that I've done, but I think we covered so much and just this, I think we've really condensed it. And I think people listening to it will actually genuinely get a lot out of it. Yeah. And, you know, dude, we're gonna have to at some point hopefully do one in person where we can uh we can talk for a couple hours when we're when we're less busy. But I appreciate you taking the time, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. If they like it, man, have them leave some suggestions in the okay. comments or on Twitter and we'll do a part two. For sure. For sure. Bro. There's plenty, plenty more to talk about. So I would say, uh, where can we find you? But I think everyone knows who you are. I'll, uh, I'll leave you it. you. Yep. It's, cool. it's so yeah, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Man. Of course, bro. Thank you for having me again. But.